Today's episode is brought to you by the Highlands Performance Golf Center, North Dallas's premier golf practice facility with over 65 grass tees, two practice putting surfaces, a short game area, and an 18-hole mini golf course. With covered and heated tees, it's the best place to practice your game year-round. The Highlands Performance Golf Center is located in Carrollton on Trinity Mills in between Marsh and Midway. Give them a call at 972-733-4111 or check them out on the web at highlandspgc.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of From the Rough, America's favorite golf podcast, live from the DSP Media Podcast Studios in North Dallas. I am Indy Cartem, joined by Brady Hawkshurst, PGA of America member Brady Hawkshurst, also in studio with me. And live on remote, we have, well, I'll just say it, America's <laughs> favorite golf instructor. No offense, Hurst. Mr. John Gerber, live from the Golf Depot in Gahanna, Ohio, right outside of Columbus. And he provided us with some beautiful pictures. Did you just take these right before the show? Yeah, I did. We got, it's just a great night here in Columbus. You know, it's uh, with the time change, it gets a little bit, you know, a little dark earlier there than it does there in Dallas. But this is this evening. We had some people out playing. 65 degrees here in, in, in Gahanna, Ohio, which is a rarity this type of year. So, some of these shots are a backdrop from our uh, from the great facility here at the Golf Depot in Gahanna. So, looking forward to uh, a lot of good things going to go going to be happening here, probably in the next three or four months with some new build out, uh, some new indoor practice facility, more heated bays, bar restaurant reopening. So, you know, some some really exciting times here at the Golf Depot in Gahanna. We're going to have to come do a live remote from the bar area up there. It, well, that's where I'm at right now. See, it, it's not too many times I get the bar all to myself. But I oh, got whatever. It. You get the bar to yourself wherever you go. Are you sure that's well, a bar? Well, I mean, that- you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I like to talk to people, you know. That looks like a church. That doesn't look like a bar. It is. You, it, 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 you are, you're not allowed in here, Hurst. <laughs> <not allowed>. <laughs> uh, we got a great show for everybody tonight. We, of course, are going to recap. The uh, worldwide technology. People don't know what I do for a living here. I swear to God. Call me during show hours. Uh, The worldwide technology championship and Russell Henley's impressive victory. Uh, Then we'll also, of course, um, preview the upcoming um, Houston Open. Uh, Lots of stuff for you on the Houston Open and some Tiger Woods news. We're going to get into for just a second in between the recap and the preview. But first, boys, first things first, Russell Henley just reigned supreme this weekend with that effort at Mayakoba, or what are we calling it? Uh, Kayabashi Maru or whatever it was we were calling it. Nah, just you, El Chameleon. El Chameleon. I don't even know yeah, what that you means. Make up, when, you, when you don't know what the hell you're talking about, man, you know, you start making up some shit. So that was that was actually pretty good. And that was <laughs> that interpretation. You know, it was in Mexico. It wasn't in Japan. That's not like Same thing. Asian. It's the no, same it's not. thing. It's not the same thing. It was, you know, where it was. It was in not America. That's where it was. Do you, do you even have a passport? No, I've never had a passport in my entire life. Why would I need a passport? We, you know, there's more things outside this world than Canada and no, Canada. No desire. I don't have any desire to go anywhere other than okay. here in Canada. I don't want to go to Mexico. I don't want to go to. I don't even want to go to Hawaii. That's too far. That's not even America. It is, it is far. I mean, I go to Alaska, but that's part of America. 
Boy, he fumbled. We fumbled into the show with with his lead in, and he hadn't gotten any better yet. No, it's awful. Oh man, it's I got I mean, you jokers derailing I mean, me every time I try to say something. I mean, it is well, like ring. It's what like you, you step up on the first hole and make an eight, and and then you get on the second hole and make a nine. That's what he's just done here to start. This I show. could only hope for <laughs> an eight and a nine to start around these days. And you know what you do on the third hole? You drive in after that. You shut it down. So, I wait for the beer cart girl. That's what I do. That's true. Uh, so boys, Russell Henley, fourth career victory, um, following in the footsteps of Keegan Bradley, Mackenzie Hughes, his, uh, victory this past weekend broke a five year drought. I didn't realize it'd been that long since he's won. I guess it uh, was the Houston open. Last 2017 time won, right? Houston open was yeah. his last victory. Um, on a and, different golf course though. Not that, not yeah, where they're playing. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And just as, uh, Hearst predicted last week, we had a, Total in the 20 plus under. Yeah. Just disgusting. Not makes me want to vomit I'm golf. Not, I'm not sure why you're so mad about guys being good at golf. Um, well, they I, could be good. They could be good and shoot 10 under. Making birdies is fun. Uh, these guys are so good that, you know, back in your day, they used to shoot 10 under and, and they're just better now. And no, you're looking at a place and we talked about it last week. I mean, really, the only defense of that place, if the wind really was really blowing, and it, it, they didn't get that wind, they got a little bit wind because they're on the coast, but they didn't get the wind that potential they could have to make those scores kind of stay a little bit lower. Um, when you when you play that type of golf course and the lies are perfect and there's no rough and the greens are good and there's no wind, these guys are going to chew it up. And they, you know, Re- resort the resort style golf course, right? It's designed to. To, to facilitate people on vacation, your average, you know, mid handicap players are not trying to penalize them and beat them up. Yeah. And there's so no Henley, run, right? Henley didn't just uh, shatter his winless streak. He also broke some uh, scoring records. Both the 36 hole and 54 hole records fell at Mayakoba during the week. Um, and I mean, he just kind of had his whole, I didn't get to watch all four rounds, but from what I did watch, I saw some highlights of him. It looked like he had every part of his game clicking this week, last week. Yeah, and that's a guy That's a guy that kind of, you know, we didn't have him on the card, but we've had him on our card the last kind of two or three weeks, two of the four weeks. And it just, unfortunately, this is the week that he did, uh, he did jump in there. I mean, we didn't have him to win. We did, uh, we did have him to, uh, to finish in the top 20. So uh, we knew he was kind of trending well. And, what a perfect golf course for that for, for Russell Henley. He plays well on this type of grass, and and I'm going to beat everybody in the head when, when I start talking about handicapping. Grass is a big deal. Every win Russell Henley has had, it's either been past Palom or Bermuda, which past Palom and Bermuda, you can be very similar at times, and he feels very comfortable on something like that. And he's been playing pretty solid, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. He's always kind of that type of guy that, that you know, he'll have, like, first-round lead 63, and then he'll she's followed up with a 74, right? That kind of kills us when we have him on his card. And then in this week, he just felt comfortable. And, you know, he followed up 63 or 62 he had. And then he followed up with another 65. So, like you said, Tim, yeah, everything was kind of trending. And, and all, of the, all facets of his game was kind of on point this past week. Go ahead, Hurst. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much more to add to it when we, when we talk about – um, you know, the grass, it matters where, where, where guys are from. They tend to play better on those types of, of grasses. And, and Russell's a Georgia guy, yep. um, used to Bermuda used to, you know, past Palom, which plays very similarly. So, um, just congrats to him. He's a guy that's been around for six, eight, 10 years. Um, 
win sporadically, win some of these lesser field events. That's no, not a knock on him, but uh, congratulations to Russell Henley. He just had everything uh, under control this week, and, and that's fun to watch. So yep. it's putting. Even if you don't like 23 under, I think yeah. Megan Birdie's is fun. I still think they should play play on dirt fairways. You know, he's he's so jealous because he's never made a birdie hearse. So he's I know. Just so pissed off at these guys that make a lot of them, and it looks natural. So birdies to these guys on the PGA Tour are like double bogeys for him. They just come I've, so natural. They come so naturally. He just he gets upset. <laughs> I made a birdie once. Okay, I've even made an eagle before, sir. Stop! Stop! I'm just telling you, it was back when I was young and I had a good golf swing back in the day. The, well, for those two things don't combine with each other. You being young and a golf swing. So there's two more lives that we're doing dealing with tonight. I played high school golf, sir. I was our B player. I knew how to play golf. Just well, letting the world know that. B players on a startup team when no one can play is pretty solid, I guess. <laughs> kind of was a startup team. <laughs> <laughs> Brand new high school. They were taking anybody. Yeah. Um, so this past weekend, his putting, Henley's putting, finally matched his iron play and his driving. The last three seasons on the PGA Tour, he is ranked second, sixth, and third in strokes gained uh, approach. And like, I mean, like y'all said, he was just kind of due. He's been on your card, Johnny, like you said, for for a number of weeks here and there. And uh, he wasn't this week, but I mean, he came through for for a lot of people uh, without question. Yeah, and it's it's a guy like like we just talked about. I mean, it's a guy that his ball striking really never you know, goes astray big time. He hits the ball plenty far. His iron, iron game is really solid. And sometimes he can get that bulky putter. And, you know, like I said, horses for courses. You'll never see him really contend or have a chance to win on when, when they play in the summer up north. He's, he loves that Bermuda grass. He likes that past pollen type of grass. And, uh, you know, maybe that might be something that kind of catapults him to the beginning of the year. Watch him maybe in Kapalua after the first year. Watch him in Hawaii, where he, he did win Hawaii. Yes, Hurst, I did get this one right of a past champion as opposed to last week when you checked me about 20 minutes later. But, yes, Russell Henley did win the Hawaiian Open, and I know that's why you're looking at it right now, Hurst. <laughs> fact checker Hurst. Yeah, so we've got our own our built-in, apparently, fact checker, but he doesn't do it until, like, the next day. And then he'll tell and us and everything and he said and I'll, I'll be transparent. I messed up on him on – Matt Kuchar wasn't the defending champion this week, and Kevin Stroman never won the golf tournament. So, thank goodness I'm not in Dallas, so I don't have to spin that damn wheel. <laughs> probably, probably I'm going to have to in the next couple of weeks when I get back to and, Dallas. So, uh, Russell, it might be a little rough. Russell almost won Hawaii twice because he did win it outright, and then he was in a playoff a couple of years ago um, yeah. when, he, when he opened with like 62-63 unconscious. You know, one of the interesting things about Russell, looking at his stats here, um, you know, his performance stats, he's not great at anything, right? He's 114th in stroke gains off the tees, 126th and, and iron play approaching the green. He's, he's, you know, his best stat is around the green at, at 61st. He, he's 184th in putting. How, how does a guy like that win other than just you get comfortable and it's your week? Um, he's not overly long. He's 150th in length. He's really accurate off the tee. So that always helps playing out of a good lie. He's eighth on tour in driving accuracy, but um, yet 40th in birdies. So, you know, he's a guy who's going to make some long putts. And, and when he does get hot with the putter, as we all go through hot spells, it, it um, you know, turns into a pretty magical week. You know, a little bit of that, too, could be a little mis misleading because he, he, he plays so poorly on bent, but he plays so well on Bermuda, right? So it kind of balances out when it looks like, 
oh man, he's just kind of average, but he's very, he's exceptional on Bermuda and he's very, very poor on Vince. So those kind of balances out. So it's a, it's a, it's a little kind of strange balance. Yeah. Does uh, I ask you guys this pretty much every week when we got a new winner does or not, he's not a new winner, but he had one in a while. Do you have a major in him? No, probably not. No, no, not I just, close, huh? no, you know, I just don't think, I don't think the majors will lend to him. I mean, if you look at the masters, you know, the masters is really kind of dominated by guys who hit the ball far. Right. So uh, that's going to really help. And that kind of puts him out of the, of that type of equation. U S open is usually this type of year that you're playing on, on, uh, on bent grass because they're playing in the summer. They're not playing Bermuda for the most part. PGA has kind of moved to, if, they, if there would be one, maybe it's a PGA just because it moved to the spring and you could potentially get some Southern golf courses there. That I would say his play. best chance is at an open championship. We've seen a few more random winners. There. He was the 54 hole leader last year. Right? Though. With, with, with Todd Hamilton and Ben Curtis and Paul Lowry guys that, you know, don't traditionally overpower and win a bunch of golf tournaments who, who, who get hot one week little bit random and 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 run away ho hoisting the Claire jug i, I think he's more he's more of an open player. championship he's a good guy win player. you know so that that potentially that could that could really help yeah i mean you know i i do i think he has no i he it would it would really surprise me if he had an opportunity if, if he won a major especially this kind of long in his career i mean i, I thought he's gonna win one he probably wouldn't win one by now but i mean listen you know you never know with guys that get get a hot week man you never know guy like Russell Henley. Uh, some other notables, I thought. Uh, got some grades here for some guys. Um, we'll start with Scotty because he's kind of been on. We've talked about him recently. If, he, if he's going to get back on track, he tied for third at 18 under uh, with a uh, nine under 62 uh, in the final round. Um, he just seemed to play pretty consistent. He didn't quite have enough, though, to catch Henley. But he, I thought he played better, and maybe with a little rest, I thought he played better than he has the, the season, though, so far. Scotty's just not got it all put together right now. He, he's fallen out of favor with the putter. He started tinkering with with, with things in his bag. And, and, you know, this is the time of year for, you know, the, the players at the, at the top end of the pyramid to where they do tinker a little bit, put some new things uh, in play on a golf course, see how they, hand, uh, you know, handle tournament conditions and, and how they feel with – with new clubs under and, and pressure. So Scotty tinkered with putter. He was, you know, a little in a little bit of a slump with the putter and he came out on fire over the weekend when he put old trusty back in the bag and, and, and comes out and makes, you know, a bunch of birdies on Sunday to really climb the board with essentially the round of the week. You know, the most impressive thing in my opinion with Scotty Scheffler is his game transfers to anywhere. Like he, his wins are on completely different types of golf courses. Different. I mean, it, it, that's the great thing about Scotty Scheffler. He can win on any type of golf course, any type of grass, any type of conditions. And you look at a guy like that, their game kind of transcends that way. Man, it, it's man, it's really impressive. I mean, it's kind of a little bit the opposite of Russell Henley, right? I mean, Russell Henley's horse, he's the he's the prototypical horses for courses. And I don't think Scotty Scheffler is. I think Scotty Scheffler can. He just goes, you know, hits ball, see ball, hit it again, and that, that lends for him to be able to play on, you know, any type of golf course. As high as Scotty hits it, that's pretty helpful. Yeah. <laughs> to to, yeah, to sure. try hitting it high and that far really travels. Yep. His uh his final round 62 as uh, the lowest final round score of his PGA tour career. He also had it's his sixth 
uh, round of 62 or lower since the beginning beginning of 2019, the most of any player in that time. So when he gets it all together, he gets it all together. I gave him an A plus for for the you know for the for the week. Just he yeah. didn't win, but he's, he's yeah, he's, he's making progress. You know, this is his first start in a while, right? So he's just mm-hmm. kind of maybe getting his legs underneath him. He's, I know he's playing this week in Houston, as he had some success there last year. Uh, a little different scenario. He needed some starts, so. Um, but you know, Hey, for him to take a few weeks off and play this well, uh, kind of coming back and staying a little bit refreshed. I mean, it was definitely a plus week for Scotty Shepard. Absolutely. Uh, Colin Morikawa tied for 15th at 15 under. He uh, apparently started working with a new putting coach and he had the best finish of his fall to coincide with that. Um, I said he missed the cut, but you look, he shot 63 the second round. He shot like 74. So he, he, he shot like 63 just to get in on the number. Um, I thought he wouldn't have a very good week. Uh, but, but, but again, the, 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 it didn't blow that much there at Mayakoba, and he's a terrible win player. Terrible win player. Did he you guys – Inside spinning, man, but, and, it, and luckily the wind didn't blow like it should. So, uh, but, yeah, he, he had to shoot 63 or 64 the second round just to make the cut. So I think he shot 75 or 76 the first round. And that's what I told you all last week. I didn't think he would make the cut. Um, I didn't put any candy on him. But I just thought if it was really going to blow there, he, I didn't think he had a chance to make the cut. Did y'all hear about his little back and forth with Trevor Immelman? No. Trevor Immelman uh, said that he's been struggling because of how high he set the bar for himself, you know, with his early career success and that he'll never be able to live up to that, never be able to match it. So uh, Morikawa came back and said, wow, that's hard to hear from him. I couldn't care less what he says there because I don't think that's my bar. I've got so much more to improve on. I've been near last on putting. I don't think I've ever been uh, even finished close to being average on putting. If I can just get my putting to be average, I think I will improve that much more. And then he said, uh, I don't know if that was a compliment or what. I'll be honest. If he meant it as a compliment, it came off the wrong way when I heard it. For me, I've never had a ceiling. I just want to keep improving. Um, I expect myself to play well. I don't really care what the analysts say about me. So Morikawa never really has a, any edge to him or anything, and we're getting a little bit of like personality here, I think, from him. I think that one kind of hit a little bit close to home. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe there's a little bit more to it. <laughs> maybe he is feeling a little worried about his game. And well, he's had- If you're so secure in your game, those comments don't even bother you. You don't even, you don't even make a remark to those types of comments, right? So, yeah. so maybe maybe there's something to it, whichever saying, and he just, you know, he had to he had to lash back a little bit, but his, his wife's still fine. I don't care. If he plays, <laughs> I keep forgetting what she looks like. I'm gonna have to look her up. If she doesn't play, if she if he doesn't play golf again, he's good. <laughs> He'll be okay. He's He'll already won life. <laughs> He'll be fine. Uh, so I gave him a B for the weekend. You know, I don't know how you guys feel. I know he started slow, like you said, Johnny, but he came back to to make the cut. So. I mean, anytime you make the cut, I can't give you anything below a B, I don't think. Yeah, certainly, I mean, certainly the early career expectation, you know, the, the early career success he had and, and winning two majors in his first time into him did set a, a pretty high bar. But uh, playing out on tour year after year and building a career and a life out there is a process and an evolution. Just because you have early success doesn't mean it's going to be sustained. And, and and as a rookie or second year player to have the success that he had, he's got to figure out how to how to transcend that year over year over year to be consistent. And and I think that's probably what he's struggling with. And 
probably painful from somebody else to point it out because that's essentially what Trevor said. Sure. You, you know, the guy, you know, his greatest attribute, he's a smart guy, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. He, he stayed in college. He, he really looks at stats. He pinpoints his, his weaknesses and his pluses in his game, and he's very analytical. That's the strong point about Colin Marikawa. He's never going to overpower a golf course. He's going to go, you know, spot A, spot B, uh, really dissect that type of golf course. And, and his, his, he will, his attribute is he's smart. He's not going to really make a lot of mistakes. So I think, you know, I don't, it'll be tough to, it'll be tough for him to, I think, win, win a Masters just because of his length. And people, I mean, the Masters is, plus the weather is really bad and, and no one's really hitting it very far kind of like a, a la Zach Johnson when it, the weather was cold or even a Trevor Immelman when he won. I mean, Trevor's not the longest hitter. Those elements really hurt them. It was windy and wet, but in windy condition, Colin Morikawa is a bad player, like like we mentioned. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what's he won? One PGA? One PGA and then uh, British. He won a British? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Win. Yeah, he did. Good day, he did. mate. He did. Yeah, he did win a British. <laughs> And, yeah. and look at that. The, 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 when he won the British, it was calm. Like, there was no wind blowing. And I, I didn't like him that week. I remember that week. And I said, uh-oh, oh, as, as trending as this guy is, if there's no wind, he definitely had a chance to win. So, yeah, you're right. He did win. You're right again, Hurst. I mean, I was I was down. You're right again, Hurst. You probably looked that up on your computer there. But No, I just remember that. Okay. <laughs> the computer in his brain. And then the last guy I wanted to talk about, tied for 10th with 16 under, Victor Hovland, who was looking for the three-peat. I'm going to read you off his scores over the last three years at Mayakoba. And then you tell me if this is just horrible bad luck on his part. 67, 69, 63, 65, 67, 65, 62, 67, 65, 69, 66, 68 are his rounds there over the last three years, and he has lost to nine out of 393 competitors in that time span. Only nine people have done better. So you're saying he doesn't like that golf course is what you're saying? Well, he, he can't. I mean, he's won the last two years, but. <laughs> he's just going to he's just gonna have to buy a timeshare down in. That's just ridiculous. Down in Cancun. You just yeah. spend the whole, all November down there. I think I, I was going to say something, but I know my mom was watching, so I'll <laughs> say it. No. Um, so yeah, there's your uh there's your Mayakoba recap. Uh take a quick break before we get into some Tiger Woods news. We want to go over our picks last week. Are we doing I don't know. Does break? Johnny does Johnny want to do that? Yeah, let's go over our picks and then we'll take a quick break. Yeah. All right, well, let's do that then. Um uh as I don't have mine in front of me because I left them in my bag. I didn't even give you a run sheet, did I, Hurst? <laughs> nope. Boy, I tell you what, we got great production there in Dallas. See what happens when I leave? Things go to shit. Well, here, make fun of me real quick, and I'll, I'll grab it. First, first, <laughs> fifth and first chair. <laughs> All right, so I'll get into mine real fast here. We had a bad week last week. We only went one and three. Uh, we had one winner with Aaron Wise. He was 15 under and tied for 15th place. Uh, my three other picks all had one round that they kind of stubbed their toe. Jason Day out of the gate, shot a 73. I was watching the leaderboard on Thursday, and early in the round, he was in 120th place. But he backs it up with three great rounds, a 64, 67, 66, to finish tied for 21st. So missed by one shot there. Also had Patrick Rogers, uh, a third round 70. 
Uh, There's no shocker. You pick Patrick Rogers. Are you serious? Yeah, he, he plays down. Yeah, he, he did. Plays I remember. down there every other year. He, he picked me every week. He was only two shots out of the top 20 at 13 under, finished 27th. And then uh, Emiliano Grillo really kind of struggled, uh, finished at 10 under, uh, tied for 42nd. Uh, again, he had a third round, stub your toe, 73 round. So uh, those were my picks, uh, one and three. Would have lost $200 for the year. You'd be up uh, just 90 bucks. Uh, so yeah. my picks I had as my winner, Colin Morikawa. And you laughed at me. Gerb when I picked I him last week. He didn't win, did he? He won in my heart. Well, his wife wins in my heart. So he's we we know. We know. I'm gonna have to look her up during the break here. Uh Please. then I had uh I didn't do very good in my top ten pick. I had Callum Terran, who uh pulled a little uh what do we call it? You can't touch this. Pulled a little MC hammer. Uh then my top 20, I had Brandon Wu, who just missed the top 20. It tied for 32nd at 12 under. Um, this I'll be honest. I mean, I don't put the work into it, or I don't have near the knowledge that Johnny does on all of this stuff, but I thought my picks when I made them, I really thought they were good. I like the Brandon Wu pick. I told you I like that Brandon Wu pick, but you know, he where, must where did, but but Callum Terran's kind of out of left field. Why why do you like that one? He's had some solid weeks. He's played well. He played well kind of at the back end when they were playing on some of the Bermuda grass. I didn't think that was a terrible pick. Not maybe for Tim anyways. Right. See, I mean, I don't know what the hell I'm doing over here. So I was just kind of proud of those picks, and they didn't end up the way I wanted. Uh, Johnny's picks from last week brought to you by BetUS.com. Bet with the three-decade leader on online sports betting, BetUS. Join today using our promo code DSP125 for a 125% bonus on your cash deposit. If you like to bet with crypto, use the promo code DSP200, and then they'll give you a 200% bonus on your crypto deposit. Bet horses, pop culture, sports, and, of course, golf at BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid. Johnny, how'd you do? Yeah, we kind of followed up the trend with with you two guys not doing very well. Usually what happens when you guys have the same picks that I do, <laughs> I usually don't do very well either, and it kind of happened again this week. Who, who did we uh, double up on? Who did I have that you picked? Well, well, if you listen to my picks, Hurst, you just hold down. Slow down a little bit. You'll figure it out. So our first pick on the board last week was Billy Horschel. You know, we talked about him. I gave him the greatest opportunity last week to make up with friends, and he just didn't do it. Get off the list. So he's definitely – he's propelling himself to the top of that list. You know, we all got, I got that list. He's getting close to being number one. So, Billy, you need to kind of step up your game a little bit. To show me that you uh, you care about your boy over here, Jay Gerb, uh, and you didn't do it last week. He gave you the opportunity, so no cash in at eighteen to one on Billy Horschel. Our second pick this, uh, last week was Emiliano Grio. That was our our, our balance out pick at thirty two to one. You know, if you look at Grio, he he played well. Like the first twelve holes of the first round, he was like seven under par. I was like, oh, there he goes. This is perfect. And then, you know, I don't know if he, he went down there and got Montezuma's revenge or whatever happened to him. He had, he had some ice cubes in the drink. He drank the yeah, water. Something, something happened <laughs> they there. They snuck him in there on him. He he just – he I, I don't want to, like, literally say he shit the bed, but he might have just really shit the bed, right, honestly. So, kind of fell off there with Emiliano Grillo. Our third pick in our rotation last week at 34-1 to 1 was Thomas Dietrich. Uh, we'll, we won't even talk about that. We'll pass on that one. Um, and and – uh, uh, past champion Kevin Streelman at 881. He actually wasn't a past champion. I misspoke on that. He didn't. He wasn't a past champion. He was 881. He didn't make the cut. He missed the cut. 
uh, as Hurst made sure I knew that I made a mistake, Hurst makes sure he calls you, me out on it. You were right. You were just making stuff up. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. I was just going by my stats, and it's you know it's Mexico. You know, it's just Mexico. <laughs> so nothing, nothing cashed in on with our outright winners. Uh, two top tens last week. Tony Finau plus two thirty. You know, one of the things with Tony Finau that I talked about. I'm not sure how much golf he's really played. So it kind of fit in. He was kind of getting his sea legs, as you say, kind of didn't really play well. He made a lot of bad mistakes. He was like three over par after 10 holes on the first round. And he just couldn't really catch up to jump in that top 10 spot. And then Tom Hoagie. On the number. Huh? I think he missed a cut on the number. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tom Hoagie at plus 275. You look at Tom Hoagie, he shot seven under the first round and made two triples and a double in his second round. So that's not very good down there. Um, so like I said, no good for, for, uh, Tom Hoagie, two top 20 picks last week, uh, Matt Kuchar, uh, defending champion, Matt Kuchar at plus 200. He actually, again, I made a mistake as Hurst pointed out, he wasn't defending champion. I messed up. I knew he wasn't. It was just another tournament, but he'd never finished really out of the top 20 in that tournament. I thought he would, I thought he'd have some success there and he didn't. But we he did near the top it. of the leaderboard early. It was looked yeah, like he was yeah. going to play well and then just kind of folded on the weekend. And uh, our last top 20 pick was the eventual winner, Russell Hanley. We picked him to finish in the top 20 at plus 170. So the odds were, you know, wasn't really great, but we really we did cash in on, on one ticket. Uh, we, did, we went 2-0 and on our matchups, though, so we kind of got us a little bit of our money back. But we ended up finishing up with, uh, with a minus uh, three, uh, a minus uh, – 330 minus for the week, so not very good, but but we're still so up for the year. I mean, we only have four or five events left, but we're still up 26710 in profit, cash and profit, $26,710 in profit, and our matchup record is 101 in 56 now. So unprecedented numbers. We just had a little bit of kind of a law kind of week, uh, last couple of weeks looking at that, but uh, really feel like we're going to get back on track. Uh, Probably not going to have a problem down there in Houston. So uh, I like this week in uh, this week in Houston. Good job, good job, good job. I tell you what, let's take a quick break. So uh, one of us, and I won't name who, can go relieve himself, uh, and then we will be back after something. After, oh, for the love of God, the love of God. After this, substantial penalty for early withdrawal. The Drunk Sports Podcast. Kroger knows this year the holidays are doubly important. So make your celebrations doubly special with fresh, never frozen prime grade beef and simple truth organic Brussels sprouts. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Double specialness, void where prohibited. Certain Wait, stop it legal. We've got even more special holiday food. It's like delicious king crab legs with private selection gourmet potatoes or cave aged Murray's cheese and fresh baked La Brea bread. <sighs> Kroger, fresh for everyone. All right, legal. You're up. Double specialness, void where prohibited. Certain restrictions may apply. Shop at participating stores for more details. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound foot of torque. 
Get Macy's lowest prices of the season with 20 to 65% off furniture and mattresses during our after Christmas sale. Relax on the new Rachel Ray Chelsea Queen bed, now $579. And get comfy with the whole fam on the Radley five-piece sectional, $1,999. Plus get a free adjustable base or box spring with a qualifying mattress purchase of $599 or more. Now at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. So it's the holiday season and we're headed into the new year and we need to have some fun. I got you covered. Best Fiends is the perfect pick-me-up when you need a break from the holiday action or you want to just have some fun. With Best Fiends, you get unique gameplay. Best Fiends has it all. It's an amazing storyline, collectible fiends, and tons of puzzles. It's quite possibly the best puzzle game out there. No Wi-Fi, no problem. You play Best Fiends wherever and whenever you want with the offline mode. So if you ever your holiday travels take you off the beaten path, you can still play Best Fiends. It's always challenging. The game is literally thousands of levels with more added all the time. So there's always a fresh challenge waiting for you when you need a mental pick-me-up. And I am all for games that you can play online and offline because you can take them anywhere. You can download Best Fiends free today at the App Store or Google Play. That's Best Fiends. It's basically friends without the R, Best Fiends. Attention business owners. Frontier Fiber for Business has 30 times faster upload speeds than cable. Wow, that could make my day-to-day 30 times smoother. Yep. Give me 30 times fewer headaches due to slow, spotty internet. Definitely. All right, let's go ahead and come back from break then, since I didn't have a real golf commercial for us. Okay. Hello. I got nothing. How about that? That's better. Um, still learning how to work things here. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so again, congratulations to Russell Henley for his win at the uh, Mayakoba. I'll, I'll go ahead and say the name right. Uh, we did have some kind of not breaking Tiger Woods news, but a little bit of Tiger Woods news. Brady, what did you see on this? Yeah, with uh, Tiger announced today that he is going to be teeing it up here in about three weeks at his at, at the event he hosts down in the Bahamas, the Hero World Challenge, which leads to speculation. We're going to get to see a lot of Tiger here uh, coming up in December. It's it's announced that uh, the week following the Hero World Challenge is the made for TV the match with uh, he and Rory pairing up to play against. Uh, the young guys, uh, buddies, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. And then it is uh, widely speculated that the following week, Tiger will pair up with his son, Charlie, again at the PNC. So we're going to get to get uh, a couple of looks at, at that uh, Tiger Woods coming up through the holiday season. So looking forward to that, at least. So, yeah, he's played just nine rounds over the first 10 months of 2022, and he'll probably match that just over the next month and a half. Um, and while that, and that hero, that's not a a PGA tour event, right? But they do get world golf ranking points. If I'm not mistaken. I think it's 20 man field, right? I think it's 20 guys that he kind of handpicks. And, um, you know, yeah, I mean, I, they do get world ranking points, which is strange. When it, yeah, a limited the, number though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not a full, full ranking points, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to say it's kind of the dummy season, but yeah, it's, and it's, and it's not an exhibition. I mean, it's a real golf tournament. They win, they win real money. So, they do, and and it's pretty much a uh, a tiger hand picked invitation yeah. field. He picks every person that's in it. Yep. Uh, um, figure out where the field is this year. Talk about that real quick. We'll get into it certainly 
uh, all, all the big names you'd expect. Scotty Scheffler, Xander Shoffley, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Will Zalatoris, if he's healthy. I'm, I'm not sure Will would be back by then. Jordan um, Spieth, man. Yeah. Fitzpatrick, Victor Hovland, Sam Burns, Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau, your boy, Billy Horschel, Hideki, Cameron Young, Sung J.M., Max Homa, Tom Kim. It's pretty much the top 20 in the world. Um, and Tiger has joined the list. He's going to be in the field again. So Albany golf course. Yeah. Down in the Bahamas. Down in the Bahamas. Again, always, we got to go to the Bahamas. Always fun to watch. You have to have uh, a passport to go to the Bahamas. Yes. Yeah. Stupid. It's ridiculous. Uh, and then the, uh, of course the, uh, the match Hurst and I had an interesting conversation Do about you like the idea of the match, Johnny, Tiger yeah, Rory versus it. Justin and, and JT or JT and Jordan. What, what what's not to like about it, right? I mean, you probably have four. You have, I mean, four of the most recognized name names in golf right now. I mean, shit, I love it. I mean, I I'd rather, to be honest with you, I'd rather see Rory McIlroy play Phil Mickelson and Greg Norman just one one on two and their ass. No, I thought I would be in. I like see that a, a little bit more, but maybe uh, no, we, maybe I, we get maybe we bring Jack and Rory together with, with against uh, Greg and, yeah, and well, Phil. Jack can't Jack can't move right now. Well, so we'll put him sure. up on the front tees and give him some strokes. Maybe Tim Tim and Rory against uh, against Norman and Mickelson. Oh, <laughs> uh, we would dominate. There's no question <laughs> we would dominate. Tim you hated know, the, Tim hated I love the it. idea. No, you I know, hate I think, this. I think it. I think it's great that, that you know. You're getting like real golf play as opposed to Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. I like I like it more than you're getting real golf uh, and you're really getting some really cool interaction that you won't see, um, you know, on a regular PGA Tour event. A little bit more inside. I love it. I like it a lot more than the celebrity match. As, as see, I'm the yeah. exact opposite. I absolutely hate this, and I probably won't even care enough to watch it because. I can watch these guys play golf every weekend. I don't need to see them all play playing each other two on two or whatever. I'd rather watch a freaking celebrity or something, or an athlete out there playing with one of the golfers. You know, throw Charles Barkley out there. I'd like to watch him play. Just do trick it up somehow. Make him play on dirt fairways. Or I told Hurst if it's going to be these four guys, I would rather see them playing putt putt together. I, I, I would be for that. We put a clown's mouth in a windmill. Yeah. I'm, I don't give a crap about watching them play regular golf. We watch, we, we do that every week. Yeah, how but is this, how is this interesting? You're going to, you, you very rarely see that match play. It's a match play type scenario. And there's probably going to be some alternative betting, right? Yeah. Say, hey, closest to the hole. And I'll bet you, you know, so there's going to be some alternative things. But it gets a little bit of an insight of not a normal PGA Tour event that these guys in this type of environment, they're going to be a little bit more relaxed. They're going to have a lot more fun. And a lot of the people that really love golf, you don't get to see that on a daily basis when they're playing a PGA Tour event. So to give them a little bit more insight of their personalities, and that's really why I like it. I do, too. And, and, the, you know, the friendship dynamic that they have with, with Jordan and JT being buddies since, since childhood golf and, yep. and, and Rory being, uh, you know, a couple of years their senior and a couple of years Tigers junior kind of in the middle and has kind of reached superstar status on the tour in terms of, of, of big picture, long-term notoriety to, to, to pair up kind of with a guy he idolized and is kind of everybody's mentor. I, I think it's great. I think it's fun. Uh, I, that'll be one of the first matches that I'm actually interested in watching. Those other no, matches that worked, like the other ones that they had, they didn't work. They thought it was going to work. It didn't work. And that's the I, reason why you're getting tour guides. It, it was a flop. 
the one like, that you know did work was was Brady and Manning because natural rivals with kind of feeling Tiger. That that was the next most interesting one to me. Um, ratings, but, were, uh, ratings were terrible on all of them, except for the, <laughs> and I think ratings they were. I mean, that's why Tim loved it. I mean, he yep. thought he was great. I thought they were great. <laughs> yeah, I just I just liked the unstable aspect. Kind of like this show. Everything's unstable. Yeah, I mean, never, never. You know, and I think happen. I think the reason why you liked it, you could probably relate to some of those shanks that the, the celebrity guys hit. And guys no question. Hit it, Watching them walk out of the woods, you know. Yeah. So the relatability, I get. So yeah, get to your point. Yeah, you probably loved it. Yeah, well, that's what's probably the last thing anybody will hear on this show about the about the match because we're not talking about it again. <laughs> okay, I forgot. Sorry, sorry, I forgot whose show this was. You're right. Well, it used to be your show, but then you moved, so now you can't have one anymore. No, okay. <laughs> we took it away. We from took you. it away. I took your chair. It's Hurst's show now, apparently. <laughs> yeah, well, you think you took my chair, Hurst? I look bet. I look way better in this chair than you do. Well, you probably the only one thinks that, but I'll let you get away with it just because I'm far away. So, boys, the PGA Tour returns to the United States. Hallelujah. This week, uh, as the uh, end of the swing season approaches here. You consider Houston the United States? Because I don't. Uh, yes, but not part of Texas. Bad boys. That's what I, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in the United States, but it's not part of Texas. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll say it that way. Uh, the PGA Tour draws to, a, uh, to the Memorial Park Golf Course. For the 2022 Houston Open, uh, one of the two remaining events on the fall calendar. Um, you know, with that, I was thinking about this with the, uh, you know, the reduced number for the playoffs. They're down to 70 players in the first leg of the playoffs this year. I think all of these tournaments, like starting now, are going to have added importance for some of these guys trying to trying to crawl up in the rankings and, and try to qualify for the playoffs. I, th- I mean, I think it kind of starts now, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you can get a little bit of a leg up on some of these, like, uh, smaller event feel is the wrong way to say it. But if you can get a leg up, I mean, this event used to be in the spring, uh, and they they used to be before the Masters. They've kind of transitioned this tournament itself uh, with, with golf courses and with uh, the, the date itself. But, you know, this is kind of – but you got to realize this is the last year it's going to be like that because next year is going to change completely. There's not going to be a wraparound season. Tour school is coming back. So, but yeah, if you can, if you can play well, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, if you can get some starts, play well as a rookie, four or five, play well before the end of the year, you really have a leg up on a lot of the people that's not really getting those starts. And I'm not saying you can specifically pick and choose your tournaments, but there's a better opportunity when you get up a little bit higher in that rankings that you really can kind of plan your schedule a little bit more on golf courses that fits you and fits your game. Rookies are are somewhat at, at just a victim of the system here. They've got to take a lot of these starts early because uh, of the seniority of, of you know the player points list, and and especially going into next year with the elevated events targeted more towards trying to get all the top players involved. This this becomes especially important for for the guys who are just getting their card and just getting out there. So uh, again, a field that's going to be kind of heavily shifted towards those new faces, those those guys that we're we're going to be learning about. And that's great. I mean, listen, I, I love that. I like the guys getting the starts and, and guys maybe you've never heard of that coming off the corn ferry and uh, things like that. But yeah, this is, these are great. This, these last November, December, the end of October, the, the, these two months are great opportunities for rookies on the PGA tour. If they play well 
to really have some uh, solid footing going into the 2023 kind of, you know, beginning of the year. So let's get into the course just a little bit. Memorial Park Golf Course in Houston. It's a par 70, 7,412 yards with an $8.4 million purse. These purses just continue to go up and up every year. Still amazes me. Um, what, tell us about the golf course, Johnny. What, what kind of grass and what, what kind of player does it appeal to? Yeah, no, it's a kind of a typical old school. It's it's they've they've renovated this golf course. Uh, it's kind of in the inner city of Houston, a little bit like what they're try they tried they did with East Lake, right? They kind of renovated an old school golf course in the heart of downtown Houston. Uh, they used to play this tournament forever. It it it's a Woodlands. They moved it at Golf Club of Houston, so it's really kind of moved around. They really made a really strong initiative for the inner city. Like I said, a little bit what East Lake did in Atlanta. So it's that type of place. It's the third playing of this tournament at that golf course. So it's kind of one of those old school, old type of Bermuda, um, Houston place. That, you know, the renovation, I don't really know specifically what they really did take out, took out from old, but it was an old Muni and it's still an old Muni golf course that you can go play. Yeah, it was built uh, over a hundred years ago. I think yeah, 1913 yeah, I mean, originally opened. So it, it's old school, man. And so I think some of that renovation and what they're really trying to do with the community bringing golf back to the inner city. I think, I think that's great. Um, and it, you know, does it really lend for any player? No one really knows because it's so new, the third year playing at, playing at this place. So we'll see. I mean, um, you know, Houston this time of year could be, could be spotty. You could get some cold weather. You could get some rainy weather. Um, so, you know, so it's, it's a little bit of a potluck of, of the type of players that will play well there. You're going to be happy with the winning score there, Tim, this week. I know. It's not going to be real low. It's it's a very challenging golf course. It's the hardest par 70, I think, on tour. Uh, I, some of the difficulty is that it's fairly narrow off the tee for this kind of length. And so, yeah, the Bombers, you'd think, have an advantage on a, on a long par 70 like this. But because of how narrow it is, it mitigates a little bit of their advantage if they're not accurate. Certainly, if you can get hot with the driver and find a bunch of fairways, and you're in the top third in terms of distance, that's going to set you up for an advantage. But you've got to be able to to, to hit a lot of good mid-irons. And then when you get on, on the greens, um, they're, they're relatively big greens, so it's not a golf, golf course set up for players who are elite scramblers to really have success because so many guys are going to be hitting greens. But it is going to be a little bit of a lag putting contest if you're not real sharp. You're going to have some longer putts than you're used to seeing because of the size of the greens. I actually think I've played this course before. Um, you may have. Uh, we, we played in a couple of state tournaments down in Houston. Uh, and I swear to God, this was one of the courses, but of course that was before the internet. So I couldn't go back and look and confirm that anywhere. I look, man, I tried, but I'm, I, I'm almost positive. I played this course in high school. Well, you look at this place, I mean, it's, and I'm not sure if they do or, or, or they don't, it's this type of year kind of down there in Houston, potentially they could go that transition of overseeding in the grass. Right. So, so I don't know if they overseed or when they redesigned the golf course, they, they put that, uh, they put the, the Bermuda in there that is, is resistant. So I'm not really sure if they overseeded, if they do overseed at this golf course, but this time of year, that really could lend to something that those golf courses down in Houston do. I don't know if they did it there or not, but that's maybe something to listen to or, or look out for. Uh, I didn't, I didn't really kind of put that in my, my, my gambling this week of an overseed. But when you look at type of overseed, if that golf course is, is not overseeded, it's going to play firm and fast. When you get that dormant Bermuda down there, the ball runs, the golf course will be very hard. But when you, when you transition, if you decide to do that overseed, the golf course will play a lot softer, 
right? Especially the fairways, you don't get a lot of that run. So that ride over seed is pretty sticky. So I'm not really sure if they did or not, but we'll find out. And I might go into our card looking at to our matchups on the weekend. We're going to have a little bit of weather affect the tournament this week. Uh, tomorrow, when they tee off in the first round, you're going to have a pretty mild day, mid-70s, not much wind. And then we're getting some storms come through Thursday night, and it's going to be cold and it's going to be windy for most of the rest of the tournament, or at least Friday, Saturday, before maybe clearing up, calming down, and just being a kind of a, a brisk, cool fall day on Sunday. But highs on Friday, Saturday, Sunday are in the mid to low 50s. So it's going to oh, be a little bit different through the tournament. You're going to need to make sure you get a good part of the draw if there's winds and fronts coming through. So that's going to affect the golf tournament some, and that, and that really just becomes a crapshoot and, and really stirs up the pot. And you, you made a great point, Hersey. The draw is going to be a big is a big factor, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's people don't realize that you get the shitty end of the draw sometimes, uh, and that really kind of can knock you out of an opportunity to win the golf tournament. Uh, getting into the field odds a little bit, the favorite here at five to one, Scotty Scheffler, who, if I recall correctly, was a runner up last year. I think. Yep. I think he finished well at least. Um, part of that run before he got hot and win. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the so uh, almost backdoor to solo second place finish at Mayakoba, uh, which I'm told would have given him the world number one title again. I'm still not real sure how that works, but um, is it like college? They vote on it. <laughs> they nah, just have a committee well, that votes. It, it's it's like college. There's math. It's a statistics class. Oh, I hate math. <laughs> math is the worst. Oh, by the way, we didn't talk about it uh, during the recap, but Scotty switched back to his blade putter last yeah. week. Yeah, uh, may have had an effect on his confidence and well, definitely that, on his game. That happened, I think, mid mid tournament. I, I think he tried to said the heck with on, it on on Thursday, Friday, and switched back to to what he won with last year on Saturday, Sunday, if I remember correctly. Sometimes you got to change stuff up. Sometimes you like Doritos. Sometimes you like Funyuns, right? Sometimes when there's only one pickle in the pickle jar, you just got to eat that pickle. That's right. That's right. Um, so, pickles being referred to here, of course, are putters. Uh, Sam Burns. Good. Comes in at 14 to 1, three time winner a season ago. He did win in Texas last year. He arrives in Houston off a T7 finish uh, at his last start at the CJ Cup in South Carolina. Um, I don't, I mean, you, you guys know Sam Burns' game a lot more than I do. What, what, does it seem kind of high for him, high odds for him a little bit? Or no, no? You, the, the, only, the only thing with Sam is, I mean, what do you mean high odds? You think that you think it's, he should be more of a favorite? No, less of a favorite. No, well, he he played well. He played well there last year, right? Uh, and he's he's perfect for this type of golf course. My only thing is, like we talk about all the time, and um, uh, his his caddy is a friend of mine. He actually had him on the card this week, and he's uh, talking to Travis. And Travis says, "Man, his game is in really good shape, uh, but he's just not he's not on the grind right now." If that makes sense. Like he's he he just kind of he knows the end of the season. He's probably going to play two more events. Uh, three more events by the till the end of the year so you know he's going into it on the grind he said he's playing well but what's the grind right so uh i love it i'm loving this week um tony finau also at 14 to 1 i mean i no no spoiler alerts here but he's one of my picks for this week i know <laughs> uh -oh. he didn't yeah uh -oh. thank god i don't have him <laughs> on my card that means i'm gonna win this week <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna win this week uh aaron wise at 18 to 1 Former PGA Tour Rookie of the Year has gone winless for more than four years. God, I didn't realize it's been four years. Yeah, he won here in Dallas. The one, I think the original event down at Trinity Forest. That, right. You know, that, Who'd you say? Who was that? Aaron Wise. Aaron Wise. Yeah. Um, Hideki Matsuyama, 20 to 1. 
Um, your boy Russell Henley, twenty-two to one. Taylor Montgomery, twenty-two to one, and uh, Maverick McNeely, twenty-two to one. Um, and man, I saw this guy on your card, Johnny, and I almost spit out my hamburger that I was eating. I don't want to get into any spoilers again until we, we're about to get there anyway. But Jason Day, he might win the golf tournament. Wow. All right. Well, I already made my bet. He so. played great last week outside of the first round. He was on my card last week. and, and He can stay healthy, man. He can stay yeah. healthy. I don't think he can win, but he's, he's on our card. I think he's healthy. You know, he's uh, he he play, he comes out here at the Golf Depot here. He lives here in Columbus. He comes out here and practices here at the Golf Depot uh, here in Gehanna. And I, I like the way he played. Like I said, he's, he's a guy that you want to root for. I think he's healthy. Um, and he likes playing down there. He's played, he's played well down there before, not at this golf course, but in Houston in general. So, um, yeah, I, 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 he's on our card this week. Well, let's go ahead and get into it then, um, our picks for this week. And again, my picks are for entertainment purposes only. No betting, no wagering, please. Uh, as my, I'll pick a, a winner, a top 10, and a top 20. Boys, my winner this week at 14 to 1. Tony Fino. Um, and I have no idea why I wanted to, I wanted to put him somewhere in my picks and I was going to put him at top 20. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I mean, at 14 to one, I was kind of surprised he, he had that, that good of odds and he's, he's that far up near the top, but I, I had to do it and he better serve me well this week. <laughs> my top 10 at plus 425 Taylor Pendrith. And at plus 280 for my top 20, the man with two last names still bugs me to this day. Eric Todd. Davis Tops. That's two first names, sir. <laughs> That's our boy E.T. I yeah, love you. E. Had to get, you had to get Eric in on the show, didn't you? I'm sure he'll love appreciate e. that. We need to have him on again. It's more Johnny stories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at plus 280, Davis Thompson for my top 20. And I don't see Johnny making any faces or squirming, so I'm I'm curious what he thinks of my picks here. It's going to be a winning week, guys. It's going to be a winning week. No that's one, good, none, none of those three are on my card this week, so I'm looking great. That's a good sign. Who do you got on your players to watch, Brady? All right, I'm going to jump right on um, Tony Finau out of the gate for a top 20. He's at even Ooh. money for a top 20. Uh, you know, he he missed the cut last week on the number. Uh, he's such a world-class talent in a field that's relatively weak. I'd be sh be totally shocked if he didn't make the cut. And, and when he makes the cut, I think he's going to play well enough. He's going to play himself into good form on a weekend to, to get into a top 20 at even money. I think that's a great pick. Um, my next pick is Matthew Nesmith. He is at plus 200. Uh, I, I think this is a, a golf course that sets up for good iron play. And, and Matt, in early in the year, is fourth in greens and regulations and 19th in stroke gained approach. And he's coming into the tournament on three straight top tens, a ninth, a second, and a ninth. So Matthew Nesmith is going to continue to play well uh, at plus 200. <laughs> he's going to earn a top 20. My next pick is going to be Taylor Montgomery. He's at plus 140. Uh, this rookie here is coming in on straight fire. He's got five straight top 20s uh, across all the events he's played early this year. I think you can pretty much lock Taylor Montgomery in. Uh, to a top 20. He's a guy who bombs it. He's he's top 25 uh, on tour in in driving distance, and he also really rolls the rock. So he's gonna he's gonna be able to take advantage of uh, how long this golf course is with with good driving and good putting. Uh, 
And then my last pick, I'm going with a guy a little older, Joel Damon. Uh, he's coming off a, a really good stretch of good form. Last week he was tied for third. He was 13th and 16th his previous two starts before that. And he was fifth here last week, so or last year, excuse me. So we've got some familiarity of playing well on the golf course, and he's at plus 180. We're going to bounce back this week with a couple of wins after three losses last week. We all need to bounce back a little bit this week. And now let's get to something that has some importance, if in fact there is anything on the show. As we're getting into Johnny's Picks, Johnny's Picks brought to you by BetUS.com. Bet with a three-decade leader in online sports betting. BetUS joined today using our promo code DSP125 for a 125% bonus on your cash deposit. Like to bet with crypto, it's DSP200. Bet horses, pop culture, sports, of course, golf, and more at BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid at BetUS.com. Johnny, who do you got on your card as we put well, it up we, on the screen here for look, the folks? Looking forward to this week after just getting a bounce-back week after kind of two weeks that, that we haven't had. Two weeks in a row, we haven't had two weeks back-to-back -back in a row that we have had losing weeks of, of profitability. So bounce-back this week in Houston. Uh, first on our card, I really like Sam Burns. We talked about Sam Burns a little bit earlier. Uh, I like him at 16-1. to 1. Talk to his caddy, Travis Perkins saying, listen, he's in really good form. But again, he likes his golf course, played well there last year. He's in really good form. But again, how much is he on the grind? He likes the way he's playing. He's just kind of going through the motions. And it's, a, it, you know, Sam is from Louisiana, similar type of grass that you're going to be playing on in Houston. And again, I like the way that Travis is telling me how Sam is playing. So I like him on the card. I got him at 16 to 1. I don't know where you guys are playing. Apparently not that U.S., but I got him at 16 to 1. First on our card. Second on our card this week is Denny McCarthy at 40 to 1. You're looking at a guy that's a grinder. Potentially some bad weather coming in. You're going to look at this guy that's, I mean, this guy's the best putter on the PGA Tour. You ask anybody on the PGA Tour, they will tell you Denny McCarthy is the best putter on the PGA Tour. And with some of this pending weather coming in, you're going to really need a guy that's a great putter uh, and great around the greens. He's, he's an average hitter. But I think he's really going to manage himself with this uh, little AWC coming in uh, potentially uh, this this coming week. So I like him at 40 to one. Another guy at 41 we like on our card is Sahith Tagala. We got him at 40 to one. Uh, kind of similar odds to Denny McCarthy. He's a long ball hitter when it comes to that. And you know we talk about this guy all the time. This guy has so much talent, and he hits the ball so far that if you look at it, look at him, it doesn't really matter what type of grass he's played. He's played well. He played well in the summer. He's played well in the spring. He's played well in the fall. And like we talk about all the time, the week we don't pick this dude is the week the guy's going to win. How, I, really I don't know how you can pick him going forward, right? He, he's either he's either second or he misses a cut. <laughs> well, uh, well, he's going to be first this week. So, he's gonna miss the so, so that's how that, that that's we like him in our third spot at 40 to one. And our ham sandwich is picked friend of the show, new friend of the show. He's going to have to step up his game a little bit if he's going wants to be friends of mine. Our ham sandwich at 50 to 1 is Davis Riley. Another practices, guy with two last names. Practices at Highlands Performance Golf Center there in Dallas. Great guy. Really familiar with this type of grass, this type of golf course. Man, I really, I mean, I'm really talented this guy. I have a lot of good things to say about him. If you watch this guy hit golf balls, it's very impressive. Look for a big year from Davis Riley, and maybe it propels him. With a, with, a, with a win this week at Houston to really kind of catapult him for the, the 2023 season. So that's our outright winners. We got two top tens this week. Our first top ten pick, uh, Columbus, Ohio resident, Jason Day at plus 250. 
Uh, I like the way how, how he played last week, healthy. My only thing with Jason Day is he's, if the weather gets spotty and it gets cold, that back might kind of, you know, hurt him a little bit. Weather was perfect last week. He played well in warm weather. Um, a little bit of a flyer at 250, but I like his form. I think he's really getting healthy. I think he's going to have a great year this year. So why not start this week in Houston? So that's our first top 10. Uh, our second top uh, 10 is uh, Taylor Montgomery at plus 320. I really like him until Hurst started, until Hurst picked him. So I'm a little bit down on him a little bit, but no, but no, I really feel I like I really him. love Jason Day this week too. I just happened to leave him off my card. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like what Hurst said, reiterate what Hurst said. I mean, the guy hits the ball far. He's, he's a, uh, he's a long ball hitter. Very good at this type of grass. He's a bit of a grinder. So you put him in our card at, at top 10 and plus 320. I thought there was great value there at 320. Two top 20 picks this, this week. Both at 275, plus 275 to finish in the top 20. Uh, Alex Smalling has some had some success. He's kind of one of those grinders, plays well in very difficult conditions. Hits the ball far. It might be key this week with some uh, with some tough tough conditions down here in Houston. So I like Alex Smalling at plus 275. And our, our last pick this week to finish in the top 20 is Keith Mitchell at plus 275. Also, looking at him, solid ball striker, doesn't make mistakes. If the weather gets a little bit spotty, he's going to have that opportunity to stay in that top 20. Uh, so I really like him in that our last spot uh, at plus 275, Keith Mitchell. Very good. Those are Johnny's picks. And you can find those on Twitter earlier in the day on Wednesdays. We put those out on Twitter. Also, the From the Rough Facebook page. Uh, Johnny is at Jay Gerber PGA Pro on Twitter. The show is at From the Rough PGA. I always retweet them out. Uh, at IndyCar Tim. You can also find them on the network Twitter handle at DSP Media Online. Hearst still without the Twitter. I mean, yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make Hearst a Twitter account and just not tell him about I'm it. I'm not going to pay Elon Musk $8. You don't have to pay for Twitter. <laughs> it's free. Oh, um, Yeah, so I'm going to – you know what? By this time next week, Hearst is going to have a Twitter account. I'm just going to be the one using it. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't pick winners. You can't afford a damn Twitter account. You can't <laughs> afford $8 a month for the check mark. Get some winners, Hearst. I'm not – <laughs> Elon Musk needs all the money he can get. We got to help him out. I mean, come yeah. on now. Maybe we should have bought Twitter. He's a nitwit. <laughs> he is, but he's a rich nitwit like the rest of us. That's going to do it for uh, the show this week, boys. From the Rough, America's favorite golf podcast. Special thanks to the Highlands Performance Golf Center. Also, Turf Life, turflife.club. It's not a clothing brand. It's a lifestyle brand. Go check them out at turflife.club. Um, we'll be back next week to recap the Houston open. And then I don't know what tournament that we're going to preview. Yet. I hadn't looked at the calendar. What's what's next week. I'll be out next week. I'll be, I'll be playing down in Mexico next week, uh, in 90 degree weather. So I would be out. So I'll let you, you three, Unacceptable. Uh, next week, the, the RSM, I think they're down in uh, Georgia. They are, they're RSM, but I'll send in my picks. Uh, but, uh, I'll let you, you three guys quarterback, you bust and, uh, and Hearst quarterback the show next week. And, I'm sure it'll be a great show, even though I'm not on there. I doubt it, but we'll give it a shot anyway. I'm IndyCar Tim for Bus. For Bus. Bus isn't even here. For Hurst and for Gerb, we are from the rough. Until next week, boys and girls, keep hitting them straight.
Today's episode is brought to you by the Highlands Performance Golf Center, North Dallas's premier golf practice facility with over 65 grass tees, two practice putting surfaces, a short game area, and an 18-hole mini golf course. With covered and heated tees, it's the best place to practice your game year-round. The Highlands Performance Golf Center is located in Carrollton on Trinity Mills in between Marsh and Midway. Give them a call at 972-733-4111 or check them out on the web at highlandspgc.com. 